Now so. we need to get into like a like a goofy mood. <laughs> I'm like all serious. That was a great last question to get us into this. So, <laughs> you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Something Random Podcast, where sometimes we talk about television, sometimes we talk about movies, but we always talk about something random. I'm your host, Charles Joseph Kelly. Well, hey there, I'm your co-host, Michael C. Macbeth. I'm your co-co-host, Scotty Schaefer. Hi again, it's Joel again. I'm another co-host. <laughs> Hi. And with us this week, we have the wonderful Dr. Angela and Dr. Stephanie from Chasing the Mind. Welcome, Yay. guys. Hi, doctor. Hey. Hey. Hi. Good to hear from you. How are Ooh. you guys doing? We are fabulous. We are having We're a great fabulous. day. Fabulous. I'm having a great day too. What? So, what's the weather like? Let's just do all the stupid little conversations that we possibly can right at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, it's been humid and unpleasant. Overcast. Ooh, overcast. Come to come to Colorado. It's very rarely humid here. Like. <gasps> it's always super dry. It's wonderful. Dry as a bone. I, I humid, love that. Hard. I went to Colorado and my glasses of iced tea never sweated. So ah. <laughs> here's here's my question about when you came to Colorado. Did you smoke the reefer? <laughs> no, it was actually my most recent visit was a little bit before that law went through, I think. Um, okay. Also, I was so with you came, my... you came to Colorado before it was... The thing do just for the pot. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I was with my close friend, her mother, and we were visiting her elderly aunt. So not a lot of opportunity to token. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like right. a, a a token up kind of trip. <laughs> <laughs> but I did visit the Celestial Seasonings Tea Factory in Boulder. That was oh, yeah, Boulder. awesome. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, what have you guys been watching this week? Well. BBC America has been re-showing a ton of Star Trek because of the new Star Trek Discovery. So I've been pretty much re-watching Next Generation and Voyager. Yes, Voyager's so good. Okay, uh, let's let's do uh, top three captains. Who's your number one captain? And why is it Janeway? <laughs> oh, it's between Janeway and Picard. That's that's where I always go is between those two, but I think, I think Janeway is my number one. She's kind of... Interesting. First of all, she evolved into a giant slug. Who doesn't love that? And they had like weird babies. And they had when weird they were slug ta- babies. Oh, I remember that episode. It was the one where they went to warp ten. It was so good. Uh, spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like syndicated. Though. Um, but Picard. I mean, Patrick Stewart's Patrick Stewart. I mean, there's just something mm-hmm. special there. Ugh, but you know, and Janeway's a woman. Got a Give her props for that. I love I love Janeway and her consistent quest for coffee is just like my current goal in life right now as we're recording this podcast. So I relate heavily to that. I would like to jump in here and call you out on saying Janeway's awesome just because she's a woman. Oh, she's no, no, an yeah. excellent Come captain on. regardless Come of on. gender. Doctor, no, 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 no. regardless. She's, she's awesome because she's awesome, but it's also nice to be represented. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that I, that I would say. But I would say like even just on merits alone, I'm like. Pfft. She's she's amazing. She's the only one that really was like put in a situation that was not what she thought she was getting into. Right. Yes. I, I'm just going to be quiet because I don't I haven't seen any of this stuff. So, um, no, I, I mostly watch <laughs> cartoons. So um, Ooh, what are you watching? OK, we can talk about cartoons. Yes. Let's do it. Um, let's see. I, I well, I have children. So um, I watch things like Moana a hundred times, which is okay. a, oh, an amazing cry. film. And this is the new Frozen people. <laughs> no, but, they're, uh, and they're just see, writing. Now they're just doing they're not doing cartoons anymore. They're doing Broadway musicals in animation is what they're yeah, doing. But at least Moana was decent. Frozen was still just a steaming pile of poop but that's just hey uh, hey, hey. No, 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 I, no. I will say that flat out frozen was not that great of a disney film i thought oh. it was way over played over overrated it was it was well done i didn't think it was a game changer okay doctors means. we need your analysis on these two gentlemen <laughs> no i think I, I really do think that um frozen you, you could tell from the beginning i mean they they just wrote it as a broadway play that they were going to set to like you know yeah and they were uh-huh. like color but um 
but they still fell into all the same tropes the dead parents the mm. you know the love interest thing the whole ugh. so the thing i loved about <laughs> moana was that it was just about this really strong female character who was gonna like you know do something good and there was none of that stuff going on with like you know that she had to have all this tragedy or she had to be like in love with someone it was just mm-hmm. this awesome female little warrior and i think that's a great model for kids i think Absolutely. so too i agree I think I think there could be an argument that uh, Frozen had to happen before Moana could really take off the way it did. Um, just as far as it'd be too too big of a leap to go from no love interest all out of nowhere. I did. I can't believe I'm defending Frozen right now. But uh, with everything else that it went on with it, don't forget at the very very end of Frozen, the true love's kiss was for her sister. And not it with the guy. It wasn't a kiss, but yeah, the uh, act yeah, of not, true not the love. Yeah, the act of true love. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like to <laughs> sacrifice yourself, spoilers, every five-year-old who hasn't seen it. <laughs> and, you know, I was thinking about that a lot this weekend. Um, three of us went to a wedding, and there um, were a lot of just just wonderful people that I haven't seen for so long. And I was trying to think of a song to play um, as I was heading home. And I legit could not think of any <laughs> songs that are about platonic love. Huh. Like, and, and and that's probably me being sheltered, but... Just, I heard that. Just, I heard that little laugh on the other <laughs> end over there. I don't know. I just heard. The, I heard that. That was great. <laughs> Moana and Frozen. I think they both they both made great strides in in that sense. That saying you can have friends. You can you can love people without romantically loving them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and that was the relationship that that Moana had with uh, the demigod. What's his name? Uh, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Mo. 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 Um, and Mo and Moana. Ma- Maui. Yeah, Maui. Maui. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, then and then the sisterly love in Frozen. You know, I mean, like all of that. I think mm. was such a good representation of different forms of love than just relationship relationship instead of just bone down relationship absolutely yeah so i haven't seen moana but i will say in defense of not even frozen but um sometimes i get sucked in by minor characters and like i really like sven the reindeer in frozen <laughs> yeah. as He's well probably as one of the better parts of that film yeah and then Pretty that cool. that snowman he was olaf Olaf. I mean, like, when they're like, oh, are we going to tell him what happens when you go to the beach if you're a snowman? <laughs> I, oh, have, I have problems with Olaf. In the, oh, don't the... be talking about Olaf. <laughs> I will be talking about Olaf. Olaf, if you remove him from the movie, the movie is the exact same. <laughs> There's no point to Olaf in the story. There is a point, and, and it's to lighten the story. It is to lighten the story, but it looks like he's like surgically removed from a DreamWorks film, <sighs> put into a Disney film, and then there's no point. There's are, no you, point. are you telling Don't me that you would, you, would have, you would have liked it better oh. if they said, do you want to build a snowman and then never built a snowman? <laughs> is that what you're saying? I would, I would love to do see... Do you want a, to build a snowman? Nah. No, all, yeah. all I would have wanted to see was a better emotional arc for the snowman. That's all. That's it. Maybe that's, that's going to be it. in Frozen if, if, too. Olaf, Olaf goes to the beach. Beach. Yeah. Well, Charles, that's going to be a you, very quick arc. You've <laughs> yet to you've yet to see the stage show, I so have you've not got seen to see the stage show. Is it better? Mm-hmm. Yes, it yeah. is. Cool. Honestly, anything I have to say about Olaf is really just me being jealous of the actor who got to do it. I'm like, I could have Josh done that. Just Come on. He's in everything now. Yeah. Of course he's in everything. Well, that's what I was going to say. Was just... I think they just created Olaf because they wanted to get Josh Gad. You know, that's like, I'm yeah. sure that's what it was. They're just like, hey, do something. Uh, guys, can the guys in the CG department, can you draw something up? Doodle, doodle, doodle. That's it. You're in the picture. Kind, oh. of, kind, of, kind of like in Glee where they wrote Kurt in because of the audition. I think it was more that they needed to sell merchandise for Frozen, so they created a cute little snowman. That's probably that's more. true. Uh, Olaf, oh, is, Olaf is kind of like a, a like, a, like a, a Winter Olympics absolutely now, mascot. Again, he is definitely again, the Ewok of. You, you are Jar Jar Binksing Olaf. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would, I would very much enjoy seeing a George version of Frozen with Olaf surgically removed. I think that would. be I'd excellent. rather see Olaf in Star Trek. I would Star rather Wars. see Jar Jar Binks in Frozen. Let's let's. <laughs> You really? bite your tongue. Actually, <laughs> some people have removed Jar Jar Binks uh, from that horrible Star Wars, Star Wars yeah. movie, so, and they're and it's only like twelve minutes shorter or something. 
Hey, the prequel trilogy is amazing. I mean, the oh, original trilogy never went into intergalactic trade law at all. <laughs> some of, okay, that some of that stuff was the most interesting parts of the the Star Wars stuff. Seeing who, who are you? What, what are you talking? Are about? you kidding me? The trade law was the most interesting part. You're the kid who goes to the trade law. You're like law. going to the library, being like, "Guys, there's law books." But like, but like the interesting, <laughs> the interesting dialogue. Okay, yes, ha 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 ha, funny. But the, the the Galactic Senate and all the stuff that was going on there, the political intrigue was so much more interesting than the Metaclorians bullshit that they were trying to pull on the rest of the film. Well, yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, like getting stabbed in the leg was a lot better than getting shot in the leg. Yes. It was, it was a slightly less stinky pile of poop. Than... I, guess, I guess I need to watch him again. I don't know. I, don't know. I will say, I'm not a fan of car chases. And that uh, pod racer scene is actually one of the better, like, quote, car chase scenes yes. that Visually, I've seen. Visually, that was excellent. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I loved all the pod racing video games that came out after that. It was Oh my gosh, the N64 pod racer game is That one was really good. They also had a Game Boy one that was a top-down one. I played that as well. I didn't enjoy it as much as the N64, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, sorry. Uh, But yeah, Star Wars, uh, the prequels were a big steaming pile of poop. (laughs) (laughs) The kid that played Anakin Skywalker is from the town we're broadcasting from. Yeah, exactly. And he's in jail. Yeah, he's all screwed up. Yeah. Oh. He got DUIs. The original like, Anakin Skywalker from Colorado. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Supergirl's from Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And Amy Adams is from Boulder. What? Scotty Schaefer's right in the room. <laughs> Hello. He's not as famous yet <laughs> or ever. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to be we've a famous butler quite a bit. <laughs> all right. So, uh, do you guys have anything that you want to do really quick? Uh,. Re- uh, yes, super quickly. Really quick. Really super quick. quickly, because I've been sick. I've had pneumonia for like two months. Are we, do you need like a... Do, uh, you've got a list, right? So, let, let me just do, let me just do, do Scotty's... Like, Scotty's like, wrap TV it out and I'll list. beatbox it? I think it might be a little longer than that. You're going to have to hold out the beatbox. Mm. Okay, so a couple mm. things. Uh, some shows that I've watched, because I've been sick and missed a bunch of things. Um, there's a TV show, there's a, there's a little, little mini-series on Netflix called Ascension about... What if in 1950s... Don't spoil the thing. I'm not going to, but what if in the 1950s we did actually send... Kennedy did send... Uh, a multi-generational ship into space where oh. like people leave and then there's like a hundred people on the ship and then they they have to have kids and then those kids have to have kids and those kids have to have kids all on the ship in order to leave our solar system and go to some other planet what would it be like to grow up on that ship and be like i can't be a baseball player i have to work on the ship it's very fascinating what's that called um it's ascension. called ascension really good yeah, huh. really check that out. intriguing um, twist to it i don't want to spoil it but it's yeah awesome. it, was, it was and it was only like um it was like six episodes it's, at like an oh, hour okay. a piece or something yeah. Like that, it's so okay. I was like, "Oh, so like in a weekend, you can knock it right yeah, out." It's very interesting, um, and it's it's all it's all uh, enclosed in itself. So six hours and you're done. There's no second season or anything. Um, I also watched uh, a Netflix movie called "What Happened to Monday" about a world where it's kind of like they t- they pull the China card, where they say, "Hey, it's uh, there's too many people, not enough food. You're only allowed to have one child." And then suddenly one lady, oh, but because they had some other problems with food, they had to genetically modify the food. So suddenly everyone has like a bunch of multiple babies at once and multiple births so they had to start like recalling children like hey we're the child police we're going to take your kids away you only get to keep your firstborn and it's one where they had seven little girls and so they named them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday all through the days of the week and then they all have to just live as one person one day a week it's very interesting because one of them goes missing and I'm like what do we do huh. uh, I one also more. one more one more one more Darn you all. I also watched Big Mouth on Netflix, and everyone much must watch it. It's a cartoon. It is not for kids. It's <laughs> okay. about, unless, I mean, unless those kids are going through puberty, because, oh, my God, is it about going through puberty. <laughs> like, like imagine when you have to go up, and the teacher says, Scott, will you come up to the board and write this math problem? And you're like, I have a boner. I can't walk up right now. What if the boner <laughs> if was a, a monster over your shoulder talking about it the whole time? You're like, shut up. i got to go do math. It was hilarious. Do you guys have anything that you Big wanna... Mouth? Big Mouth. That's it's great. Full... I'm check that Maya out. Rudolph plays the female hormone monster. Okay. Oh, wow. It is chock full of comedians and it's just gold. You know, I was on vacation. I went to visit my mother and my sister and my two brothers in South Dakota this week. So I haven't been watching a ton of TV, but I can tell you what I'm behind on, which is <laughs> <laughs> Dance Moms. Um, oh, so no dance moms. No dance moms. Oh. Oh. I'm a couple weeks behind. No dance moms. No American Horror Story. No Menendez Brothers. 
uh, several things I haven't watched, but I watched Men in Tights yesterday. Robin Hood Men in yes. Tights. Oh, fun. So good. Um, but other tights. than that, I haven't watched much this week. All right. Um, I've got two really quick. Um, first one is Mindhunter. Uh, doctors, yes. have you have you seen this yet? Seth is watching. No, this, this is based on the um, the John Douglas books, the FBI books. Exactly. It's based off the, the John Douglas books, and it's all about coining the term serial killer, and like, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, except it. that unfortunately, a lot of that uh, quote unquote uh, science has kind of been shown to not really be very predictive, and in fact, it's kind of it's kind of a fairy tale that Ooh, that people okay. tell no, themselves. Talk about this. I want to hear about this. No, no, no. Talk did, about this. Did so, you? Um, who was the the Blink guy? Malcolm Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell. Yeah, he wrote yeah. a really good piece on this um, looking at the accuracy of basically this profiling unit that was developed in the FBI following all these interviews that took place and it was Dr. Park Dietz and I forget who the other person was maybe John Douglas and they interviewed all these different serial killers and they came up with all these lists about you know organized versus disorganized serial killers blah 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 and he basically did an analysis of like how often they actually were able to give the you know, well, we predict he's going to be a 40-something-year-old loner, blah, blah, blah. And it's not very good. But the way that, you know, our memories work is we only remember the ones that they were really good at predicting. And we don't remember that 55 times they completely weren't even close. Uh-huh. And so, you know, it, it's really int- – I read all the books, the John Douglas books, you know, when I first got into Forensic Psych. And it, they're fascinating and very interesting. But I just don't know that we, from that, are able to really – draw conclusions about you know who particular people are i mean the the case in las vegas is a perfect example of that where the guy fits none of the really big things in terms of someone who might do something like this that's actually super intriguing about about mindhunter that it's really not actually necessarily truthful well it's just like anything you know whenever you ask a shrink you know to tell you about uh you know something about their work they're always going to tell you like the stories where the patients got way better right i mean they're going to tell you their best story they're not going to tell you about the 15 people that left their office and never came back after one visit okay that's true well the bridge like the engineers aren't going to tell you the story about like (laughs) you know the tacoma narrows bridge or whatever that fell down right exactly um, so the other one that I've been watching uh, uh, was the the Stephen King movie that just came out, the Gerald's Game that's on Netflix. It's a three-person cast, and it's all about um, this woman who gets chained up during sex with her husband. Oh, that's right. And he dies of a heart attack, and she's trying to escape uh, um, from uh, being chained up. And it's... So good, and I want this to be a stage show. Why isn't this movie a stage show? That would be amazing. Let's it see if we be. can convert it. Just, it. it just kind of is getting out there. So I think I think this is probably one. Why don't of those you write things. it? I will. I'm, I. It's one of my. I ideas. think you'd have to adapt it. I'll produce I mean, it. And also, <laughs> there's also uh, Star Trek, and Scotty wanted to talk for like two seconds. Okay, I have worked it down to 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 one paragraph. I've been watching all of these Star Trek episodes. <laughs> The new Star Trek Discovery. It's I've good. watched all of. It's I've also so watched good. all of the Orville. Okay. And right. I will tell you this: this is my expert, expert opinion at this point. Um, I have not only been watching Star Trek Discovery, but also as much other stuff on CBS All Access as possible. And I'm going to tell you that it is not worth it. <laughs> you literally, wow. you, because like here, here's what here's what it comes down to. What you, my expert opinion, and I can explain it if you want, but it's going to be to watch Orville in the meantime. Wait until Star Trek Discovery comes out on even an expensive Blu-ray set and buy it, and it's cheaper than using CBS All Access mm-hmm. just for Star Trek. Okay, so uh, we're going to jump right into uh, questions that we have been putting together from our audience. we got some good ones this week. Somebody had asked about the broadening of uh, different kinds of families on television um, and... If that's, I think the best way to handle was, this if, is I don't even really know how to paraphrase so, it because so it's I think such the best an way elaborate question. Paraphrase this is: is this one of our listeners was interested in the changing of the the nuclear, nuclear, family. nuclear family? Nuclear, yeah, the nuclear family, and if if the change of the nuclear <laughs> family is causing a, a problem in society in, in from film and television. And, and, and I think how, how we wanted to approach this question was, 
which which way does it go, or is it a little of both? Um, that the media is a reflection of the changing culture, or if the media actually has a hand in changing the culture. Yeah, and we have our own opinions. We want to hear yours. Do. Yeah. So just to understand the question, are they saying like? There's like multiple generations living together and extended families, things like that. Not no. only that, but gay couples, interracial couples, single, single parents. parents, uncles living with, you know, all kinds of different families. Cats and dogs living Divo- together, mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite quotes, by the way. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, our, our culture, like especially American and Western culture, the fact that we even had this thing where we had the nuclear family, two parents who... 2.5 kids. 2.5 kids and maybe a dog and a picket fence. I mean, that's actually unusual in the larger scheme of things. Like many, many cultures um, have extended families, all kinds of people living with them, um, and people sort of entering and leaving the family system a little more fluidly like oh auntie jane is gonna come live with us for a while Mm -hmm. and then gonna leave like for whatever reason to help with the care of a family member or because they need help or you know yeah i I don't think i think that both the media does push the envelope i think sometimes like you can think about like you know norman lear and the ways that he sort of pushed people uh, through like All in the Family and, and, and those kinds of sitcoms. Uh-huh. It was like they made things funny that people weren't comfortable talking about. And so in that way, I mm. think that the media can kind of push people beyond kind of what they think is normal or normative. But but I do think that the fact that we're seeing so much diversity in families uh, across media is because of our changing society and the fact that we are a multicultural society and there's more of an emphasis on telling diverse stories. Um, I mean, I agree with Dr. Schwartz, the idea of the, of the nuclear family that's so rooted in like this Freudian kind of idea of what's right and what's appropriate. And it's, it's a very new concept. It's not something that's, you know, even, uh, you know, it's not really part of our species our, our evolution as a species. So I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think that uh, the fact that we're seeing different pictures of families on TV and, and movies is really affecting what's going on in the culture in any kind of negative way, for sure. I did actually recently, and by recently, I think I mean yesterday, uh, read this article about how online dating is very much increasing the rate at which um, interracial marriage happens. So it was already a trend that it was increasing, um, but it was sort of like uh, showing like statistical modeling and how fast using statistical modeling um, interracial relationships would happen, all things being equal, but it's actually going up much faster than that. And that's because people are dating outside of their friend groups more than they used to because they're meeting quasi-random people on the internet. And Mm -hmm. when you meet people a little bit more randomly, then you meet people outside of your ethnicity, race, religion, et cetera, um, more frequently than you would just in day-to-day contact. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Sometimes it's just random connections. I mean, some people just um, are open to dating someone of a different ethnicity or race, and um, it doesn't really matter to them. That's not the most important thing. And they're like, oh, well... I didn't really know somebody who was Native American or, yeah. you know, whatever. And But now here they're showing up on my uh, match profile. Sure, I'll meet them. Sure. So so online dating aside, do you think that uh, there are specific movies or TV shows that have, uh, have maybe opened that door a little bit to be more comfortable with interracial relationships? No, there aren't as many interracial relationships as there is diversity Hmm. um i i think that uh as far as because if i remember the question was kind of like like is it uh is it negatively affecting society or something like that or uh, the whole idea of is it mirroring society or whatever um i think that that to look at our country as a whole um it's not all it's it's not all the same we're not all the same north south east west midwestern central whatever 
we're, we're not all the same. Uh, everybody, like literally from hundreds of millions of different reasons, we're not all the same. And so it's not even, I don't want to, it's trying to, trying to use like different colors that don't mean anything. Not like red, blue or anything, but let's say that if you were to look at the country as like yellow and purple, two complementary colors, that it'd be like constantly changing and shifting, uh, melding into each other, into the different colors, so that cer certain areas might be more purple than other areas be yellow. So then suddenly when you have certain, um, a show like Modern Family or something like that, one, cult, one, one part of the country might say, oh, that's no big deal, I got two uncles that are married together, it's fine. While another country says, well, another part of the country says, oh, in my day, that never happened, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. So suddenly, for some parts of the country, it could be um, more of a eye-opener, and for other parts of the country, it could be more of a reflection, mm -hmm. um, or even like a almost a boring reflection, like that happened twenty years ago. Right. So, yeah. I, so I think that that um, so that's one thing about the media, or about shows that that like that that come out where it's the same. You know, Big Bang Theory is the same no matter where you watch it in the country. Modern Family is the same no matter where you watch it in the country. But then suddenly, how it's received can be different just because of the way people were raised or grew up or are around other people. That's right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have something? Go ahead. Oh uh, no, I was. Just thinking, we should move on to that. Yeah, stuff. I think okay. I think we're gonna we're gonna go to our uh, six degrees of separation. Now you Ooh. say that you have one that's going to stump us. Now here's here's Ooh. how I feel about this whole situation. <laughs> I think you are wrong. <laughs> um, so let's let's be real here. Uh, I think I think we've only stumped each other a couple times since we started this. I think we're pretty solid on this. So um, the rules of six degrees of separation are as follows that you need to know the name of the actor, the know the name of the movie that they're in. You can use television except for 30 Rock or SNL or any of those big cast shows. Uh, they have to be in the same episode. So uh, besides from that, it's uh, we're doing four minutes uh, at this point. So and, we got timer ready. Uh, we're going to set a timer here in a second. Who do you have for us this week? Okay. Well, it happens to be Angela Lansbury's birthday today. Ooh. So I thought that we should use her as one of our people that we're going to connect. Okay. Um, and you're going to connect her to Jennifer Lawrence. And before you start, I want to give the added challenge if you are up to it. Okay. You can do this entirely with women. Oh, Ooh, that is a fun challenge. I like that. It's a okay, shout out. Right. It's a shout out to the women of Hollywood this week. Let's do it. Yes. I'm so, so I'm so down with this. Let's start the I'm, timer. I'm mad. We, oh, I'm mad. I've never played it this way before. Darn it! <laughs> Darn is, it! Myself. This is a great. Th this is a great twist. Thank I want to play this way from now on for the yeah, rest of my life. I, I like this. So, um, and we're going to uh, while we uh, deliberate our uh, choice, we're going to take a brief word from our sponsors. All right. So, let's do this, guys. Okay. So, well, let's not take off my headphones. Let's. Well, let, I'm just taking off my monitor. Okay. Okay. So. Hey guys, this is your humble host Charles. Just checking in to see how things are going. Hey. So I bought a two-person horse costume, and I was thinking we can go trick-or-treating in it. Do you want to join me? So I want to do a few quick shout-outs and then one longer shout-out before we get back to the show. First off, thank you, thank you, thank you to Dr. Angela and Dr. Stephanie from Chasing the Mind. Their podcast has become one of my favorites to listen to each week, and I highly recommend it to anybody who is interested in psychology. We just recorded an episode with them uh, discussing movies and television, and they do a quick little uh, uh, psychology test on us, and the results are pretty interesting. And we were talking about them after the shows. I don't want to spoil things, but it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Pretty close to, to right, I feel. Uh, and that show should be up pretty soon. I sh I'll keep you updated on when that releases. Next, thank you to everyone new who is checking out the podcast for the first time. I hope you find the podcast as enjoyable as I do and as the guys do. Uh, to our returning listeners, we couldn't do this show without you. We don't pay for advertising, so this podcast is completely word of mouth. If you like the show, you can tweet or Facebook about it using the hashtag something random or force a friend who enjoys movies to listen to the show. Uh, you can find us on all social media by searching something random. 99% of the time, we're the first thing that pops up. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter at SMTNGRNDM. Links, as always, are in the description of this podcast. You can hang out with us, and it's always a grand old time. Next, a little a lot more seriously i want to shout out all the women in our lives um i knew that there was a a good amount of women in my life who have been sexually harassed but facebook has really opened my eyes to the extent 
of this situation. I did some quick research before recording this, and it's looking like more than 75% of the women that I'm friends with online have been harassed in some way, and that's just the women who spoke up. Now, I want to say, obviously, that your experiences and pain are valid. And even though it's just a drop of water in this fucked up ocean, the guys and I are going to try to do our best to cut out this cancerous growth that's plaguing our society. As always, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thanks again to the doctors for joining us this week. And as always, I love you. Welcome to Chasing the Mind. I'm Dr. Stephanie Schwartz, kind of a science nerd. I'm Dr. Angela Johnson. I am nerd adjacent. The podcast that explores the art and science of the mind. People really like us answering questions about psychological topics. Yeah, whether it be issues they have in their lives or all manner of psychological disorders and concepts. How do our thoughts influence our sense of who we are? How do we impact the world around us? And can changing our minds change everything? We could even diagnose someone from a commercial if you really want us to. I have some opinions about flow. I'll just tell you that right now. Okay, I like flow. We're going to have to throw down about flow. You can hear Dr. Angela and Dr. Stephanie at ChasingTheMind.com. New episodes every Friday. We'll All right, and and we're back. We have to. This is a little. This is a stressful situation that we're running into, guys. We may have an answer here, but we're not sure if it's actually an answer. I'll look it so up for you. So the the um the what we've decided was Angela Lansbury was in uh, Murder She Wrote with Rob Lowe, who is in Parks and Rec with Chris Pratt, who is in Passengers with Jennifer Lawrence. Now. The problem is we don't know if Rob Lowe was in Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> I'm looking sure. it up right now. I, and the I other... thought I remembered him as a really young, hunky dreamboat. So on all you need to look Murder, up, wrote, all we need to look up is I mean, Rob Lowe, Murder, She Wrote. And if nothing pops up, we are screwed. <laughs> I looked I it, it up and you actually, he was, he was on the show. Yes! Okay, I was on pins and needles. Okay. Like, so we, we, we didn't, did we didn't do the, the added challenge we, we not, of... Yeah. of only female actor I know. or actresses. And you could actually have gotten there a couple of different ways with just using okay. women, by the way. Okay, yeah, I'm sure. I want to I'm I'm sure hear this have. because, uh, like, I think the the spot was where we were stuck was Angela Lansbury trying to find um, remembering people that were in stuff with her. I think is the issue. Well, but, she uh, she was in she was in uh, Anastasia. She was oh, also what? in Nanny McPhee. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she was in Nanny McPhee. That's I did not watch so, Nanny McPhee. So the way that I awesome. got there was through Anastasia. But um, so she was in um, uh, an Anastasia with uh, either Kirsten Dunst or um, with Parker Posey. And then you go down uh-huh. to uh, if you go with Kirsten mm. Dunst, then she was in On the Road with Amy Adams. Amy Adams was in Batman versus yep. Superman with yep, Jenna yep, Malone. Yep, yep. Jenna yep. Malone was in Hunger Games, Hunger Games with Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yep. But you could have gotten yep. there That's... the other way uh, through uh, Jennifer Lawrence to Julianne Moore, Emma Stone, Parker Posey, and Angela Lansbury. That's wow. awesome. Mm. That, I love that twist. You know what? Seriously. I'm going to say this. You guys stumped us. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You guys did. Well, because of, because of the added Yeah. I love, I love yeah. that challenge. Yeah, I absolutely. think that we're going to add that to uh, how we play this from here on out. I, yeah, so. I, was like, I, I hate that it's an added challenge. I just want it to be the game. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's the game. Yep. So uh, so because I think I think it's like a 50-50. You guys are very welcome to watch What the Health if you would like. Because we, <laughs> we wanted to make you guys watch how terrible that oh, film is. Ladies, it's so bad. It's but, so but, bad. But seriously, the last... 15 20 minutes of it is very inspiring because it's all about just real human stories it shouldn't have been a documentary no. in my opinion no. so so you can look forward to that at least um so what do you have for us to, to watch this week oh gosh we were supposed to pick some oh i i concentrated so hard on like trying to figure out something <laughs> to connect i didn't think about so, something uh... so here here is here is what we usually say is that it has to usually be on netflix um, something that you like or you don't like. Uh, it could be either. Uh, we've been we've been street like going towards movies that we enjoy lately mm-hmm. because uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of negative movies, but there's also a lot of good stuff that we haven't seen too. So, what's something great that you've seen recently that's on Netflix? I don't have Netflix. 
Oh. How? So it's uh, horrible, this was a something but... random podcast. Have a wonderful week. <laughs> no, and, uh, don't. Uh, so don't I can I can suggest something. Which, first of all, you might have all watched already. Okay. okay. Um, we'll and I don't know if it's on Netflix. Okay. But it's a reality show. Ooh. Have you watched Face Off? Yes. yes. I love Face Off. I Face Off is so good. I haven't. We're going to watch Face Off, guys. Okay. All right. It's, there, it's it, good. There, I think it's on also, Netflix. Yeah. Do people trade faces? No, yeah, but that's, 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 that's not that, like that I, movie. I got my shows confused. The, that's trading faces. It's yeah. my fault. They yeah. also, but there's that movie Face Off with uh, Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah, and John Travolta. <laughs> and Travolta, yeah. But there's also a new uh, version of Face Off called uh, Game Face. Face. Game Face, yes. Which is, I mean, Where, it's fun. It's it's sort of it's a one-day little thing with three different challenges. Right. It's more like Cake Wars or Cupcake Wars, one of those, where they it, do all three challenges in a row yep. on the same day <laughs> instead of they have three or four days. So. And but Rick, I like it. It's fun. Rick Baker and V. Neal are oh, usually two of yeah. the judges. Uh, and, yeah, and Rick Baker is kind of a legend, so that's kind of cool. Rick Baker is easily the best known makeup artist in Hollywood. Yeah. Tom Savini, dude. No, Rick Baker's done way more than he has. Really? Tom Savini's yes. like number Tom, well, one. Well, Tom Savini also goes in front of the camera too sometimes. That's yeah, that's true. Can we can we pick something on Hulu? Is that possible? Do you guys have sure, sure. Yeah, Have you guys seen Insecure? No. no. Okay. No. What well, is this about? Uh, Insecure is uh, it's on Hulu. It was actually um, produced by uh, Larry Wilmore and uh, the main actress, who I can't think of her last name, but it's Issa something. Uh, and it's uh, an all African American cast. So in the interest of the diversity question that was asked, um, yeah. it's really really good. It's it's a really diverse cast. A lot of good stories. A uh, lot of plot twists and stuff. But I, it, it's a really really good show. It's gotten really good uh, acclaim. So so uh, we. Have- have one last question and I think you guys need a boogie because you guys are on a little bit of a uh, a time crunch this week is is that correct yes that's, that's five kinda... o'clock in our our here so oh no I gotta get home and feed kiddos and put them to bed I was gonna say it's time for cocktails I guess that's not right. <laughs> yeah. on this side that is the case <laughs> so so I've got a question this is this comes from uh, one of our listeners savant uh, thank you savant uh, for the question uh, and he asks and I'm gonna have to we had people write in like paragraphs on paragraphs on paragraphs on these stuff so paraphrase so, this so I'm gonna paraphrase <laughs> this um, so he asks if uh, if graphic violence uh, uh, actually in films in movies causes issues. Uh, with violence in children. And I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say about that. Wait, w- was was that how it was? Or was it like, like is it is the violence in a PG-13 movie better or worse than... Yeah, the, that, that, was the second, that was the second part. Yeah. Was, so, if, if violence affects children, or if like violence in PG-13 or PG movies where they just say, ooh, gotcha, has any effect. Or they just blow up. Yeah. So the <laughs> issue isn't necessarily that, um, you know a kid watches a movie and then they're going to become an axe murderer. Right. But there really is a problem with um, desensitizing people to violence um, and children in particular. Okay. I agree with that. So they no longer see it as something shocking or unusual. And so then, yeah, it it very much normalizes violence that would... um, be problematic, especially since it, a lot of the violence is violence without consequences. So all these, you know, ca- mm. even ca- cartoon characters um, are beating the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no long-term consequences. And so kids kind of absorb that, um, especially the younger a child is, um, the less they understand the distinction between reality and what's on TV and even if they do understand that distinction um they sort of psychologically are getting used to it as though it were happening in real life over and over and over again um so yeah it is problematic and kids learn stuff by observation i mean you'll see this when you know kids say things at school that they heard at home right so um kids do absorb things from all facets of their life including media and um you know it becomes part of their repertoire 
and their life. Um, but it's what I find so interesting in this country is that we're so um, free about violence. You know, if you look at how shows are rated, um, a, a lot of even like for young kids, cartoon violence um, and then later live action violence is thought of as perfectly normal to be part of kids shows. But any aspect of sexuality and people are like, oh, we must protect the how, children. How oh, dare. my God. How yeah. dare we talk about like normal human you can, things? You can blow right. up ships and and kill hundreds of people at a time, but, but one boner, boner. <laughs> one boner, yeah, man. or a nipple. That's a our film. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. actually oh, a, yeah. a point made by Larry Flint. If you saw the movie The People versus Larry Flint, where he made he went around the country and actually made those speeches where he would show pictures of violence and say, if someone were to take pictures of a murder. They would take. They would get paid a million dollars. But if someone takes a picture of a naked person, they're shamed. Yeah. Mm. And so I. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's such a like. I want to. I want to do some research on that in society. And I'm sure there's many people who have already. But it's it's so in, intriguing to me to to see how violence is okay in our culture. And then we get so offended when people are like, "Oh, you know, violence is okay," but you know. Then we have all these things. Wait, maybe maybe this is like one of the causes of all the issues that we're ha- having in society nowadays, is because we're so desensitized from violence. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I was. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I was just thinking about. Um, I think I was a preteen-ish when Columbine happened, mm-hmm. and there was so much uproar about this was caused by violent video games. Right. And as like I. T- I mean, I play 007 on N64, and I'm not about to go and find actual people in a high school and murder them. So I, I, I didn't get that. I think it's because people vary in terms of their resilience and their vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. And that's really part of the issue, too, is that, you know, it, it, it is violence on TV directly related? Probably not. But is it one factor among many that if a child happens to be particularly vulnerable uh, that, you know, may exacerbate that problem? I mean, kids growing up who have insecure home lives, who see violence in their communities, who see violence in their homes, then you add you know, you up the ante with what's going on on television shows, you know, I think it's hard to argue that it doesn't sort of normalize that behavior. And it, you know, where's, where's the child ever get a model of how to appropriately resolve conflicts? Um, Mm. You know, everything's sort of seen as like, I'm just going to go drive my car into somebody because they ticked me off, you know? Mm, Yeah. People sometimes (laughs) think of themselves as the audience. Um, I mean, it's a different way of saying what Dr. Uh, Angel said, but, um, you know, you're not the only audience. Someone with, you know, many vulnerabilities, including pre-existing underlying psychiatric problems, is also part of the audience. And that's part of the issue. Hmm. This has gone from a comedy podcast to a very <laughs> cerebral thinking podcast. I love Fascinating. It. I love it. I, My brain I think hurts, it's great. but I this is it. This is like the epitome of our name, something random. We've been doing comedy for 12 yeah. weeks, mm-hmm. and now we've gone into, like, serious... We need, to have you guys, we need to have you guys back on. Yes, <laughs> oh, yes please. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you guys need a jet here pretty quick. I have, there... I have one more quick question. Yes. And this is this is something random, but that's what we're about. Hmm. Now, I listened to your podcast from last week, and you were talking that because I went and visited my mother, she sent me home with lots of pickled things. <laughs> so I want to know, I want to know what your favorite pickled food is. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I don't mind a pickled dilly bean, like a green bean. Ooh, I had okay, some okay. of those that were pretty good. I think I'd have to say pickled pickled onions. I think they provide that, like, Ooh. you know, it's the tartness and the brininess, but it's got a little bit of that bite because it's still like kind of a raw Ooh, onion. Yes. I like that. Are you thinking of martinis? Well, yeah, I love olives, too, so that's another <laughs> In a martini, specifically. Ooh, but. <laughs> pickled onions in a martini. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I've been dying to ask you this question. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you did. That's All right, guys, th- thank you so much for coming on. Do you guys want to plug your show really quick? Yeah, thank you. Um, so we are uh, Dr. Angela. And Dr. Stephanie. And we are the co-hosts of Chasing the Mind, which is a psychology podcast. And it's kind of random, too, but we always bring everything back to the world of psychology. However, awesome. tangentially. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, 
thank you guys so much for oh being on this. No, thank this you so awesome much. This awesome for us. This, this was so much fun. It, it was. was so much it fun. Was let's do let's do this again really soon. Yes. This was a lot of fun. Fun stuff. All right. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Great show. Yeah, you, you, thanks, too. Yeah, you guys too. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, ladies. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Olaf, como estas? Olaf, como estas? Como estas? Olaf, come to estas. It would make sense because it's a cold place. It would make sense because it is a cold place. I forgot. So we're doing a podcast, right? Is that is that why we're here? Are we gonna? I think so. I've yeah. I've lost track. What's a podcast? I don't know anymore, guys. <laughs> What's a podcast? I'm the funniest person on the. Do we get like uh, peas and and throw them at things? Uh, the Cast pods. pods. Casting, casting of pods. Peapod. <laughs> Peapod. Okay, my my uh, my wonderful comedy streak has ended. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, we wanted to answer a question from yeah, Daniel Wick. It's it's sort <laughs> of a question, sorry. but let's talk about it. So when you guys watch movies, right? Do you guys look mm-hmm. at the colors and do they make you think of specific things? They absolutely do. If you don't mind, I'd like to answer this first. Yeah, go ahead. Because uh, as a visual person, and I work a lot with color, I notice color a lot. Yeah. And even when I was. Um, I was doing these uh, horror film reviews and writing, making notes for each film. I would write with the color. I thought about the color and how I and how it made me feel and all that. Um, sometimes, if they're more, uh, what do you call it? The brown scale sepia. Is that how you sepia? say it? But when you get into stuff that's more of the like the brownish black and white, you know right. what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. That's definitely for me. Uh, most of the time, it's kind of it's kind of a. It's kind of a calming, cooling thing. It makes it puts you sort of at ease a lot of the time. Where if the colors are really bright, it makes you more excited, right? Or makes you pay more attention almost, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. So, or if it's darker or lighter or whatever. Um, I what? was gonna mention. Oh, what? I was I was gonna ask uh, what colors give you boners. No, 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 no. Okay, let's let's <laughs> oh, go into this. I want to I want to talk about what. Oh my god! Let's... I'm sitting here trying to have a common, <laughs> a, a, a normal. We need to go into We've the had dick enough jokes. serious discussion. Let's... No, this no, is no, why you no. need to watch Big Mouth. I'm just gonna put keep, it out there. Keep yeah. explaining, Joel. No, I, you no, had no, something I else. Actually... <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna bring up Tick because when we went, well, we talked about it before already. But we, when you went back and forth from what I called before as Band-Aid or no Band-Aid with Scotty mm. and the colors were changing, it it told me as an audience member that something was changing. Right, right, right. Where, um, you know, and uh, some people may have not even caught that, but someone like me who sees color really well, it really, really uh, helped. So let's, let's go through some colors and see how they make you feel. Uh, let's start with red. Me specifically. Let's go around the table. What oh, do you guys? Okay. What do you guys think? What <laughs> is? What is? Me. What is? How does red make you feel? Michael's got a brewing look on his face, mm. like he's coming up with something. He's doing it, Gloria no, Swanson. He's not coming up. He's just coming. <laughs> the face that he's got on his face. Right oh now. my! Wow, that's an interesting face. So is that is that how red makes you feel? No. Well, how does red make you feel? <laughs> Thanks for joining us. This is the part of the podcast where we wish we had a camera here. <laughs> we do. We have. Uh, yeah, two but it's of not running. Yeah. Sitting on a shelf. Yeah. Soon. Um, red. What do you think? I I mean I immediately associate that with stress and bad grades. Okay. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For sure. Anger. All right. All right. Hell. S- yellow. Sunshine, lollipops. Oh, sorry. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, happiness. Yeah, you feel happiness. Happy. How about like goldenrod? Mm, Kitchens. Calm. I, I say calm. calm. How about like like a purple? What kind of a purple? Like a I lavender feel, or? I was violet? thinking just like just like straight up purple. I think straight up purple. I I find it gives me confidence. I don't know. Like when I'm wearing something that's purple, I I feel Royal. really bold and. Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of exciting. It's yeah. kind of stimulating to the mind because it's not – you don't see purple, perfect purple very often in the world. Right. It's a hard dye to mix, so it's not used a lot. You don't see a lot of purple food or purple – you know. So it's just 
I think and it's that's exciting. A, and that's initially mm. why it was associated with royalty. And the color purple, what's interesting about the title of that book is they go more into it in the book, but yeah. What about mauve? Mm. I don't I don't what, know what, what mauve, color is mauve is. Is it like yeah. a reddish? Uh, is it a see. bluish? I know well, that you I think, know that it was on Joseph's coat somewhere, but I didn't mm-hmm. keep track. Also, ochre and violet and blue. <laughs> we should just go through wow. all those colors: red, <laughs> yellow, green, and brown, and scarlet, and black, that, and ochre, and peach, and ruby, and olive, and violet, and fog. Okay, and that's <laughs> enough of that. You see that murder she wrote DVD right there? That's mauve. No, it's that's me. Angela Lansbury. Oh, anyway, yeah, mauve. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what do you guys want to make a movie out of this week? Well, we were talking about violence in cartoons that's and true. children's oh, that's right, that's programming, right. and we want to show the consequences adult, but, yeah. of of uh, cartoon violence taking it all the way through. Like, let's say, uh, what's his name? Like, Wiley e. Coyote actually catches the Roadrunner and then kills him and eat him, and then there's like a they trial, him, or yeah. like there's like the cops show up and. And he's arrested, and there's like fine. There's either fines to pay or like a trial, and he's in jail. And okay, all and, right. And you'd think it would be, it would start out like the cartoon, that's but then almost, suddenly that's, it's mostly consequences. Yeah, that's almost a Zootopia type thing. Are we using? Oh, that's funny because it'd be I like a see prequel the second half. to Zootopia. Are we using Hanna Barbera or like classic cartoons? No, I think it'd, it'd be no, easier yeah. to use like uh, cartoons with people in them, like uh, the Flintstones or whatever. Right. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. Animals don't really. I mean, of course, animals have consequences in life, but oh, you mean like they like, can't go to trial and things like so that. So you're thinking like human, human cartoon characters, <clears throat> like Homer Simpson is. The if he kids were to, are taken away for child, if abuse. Homer were to actually choke his son repeatedly, <laughs> he'd probably yeah, have be, his son yeah. taken away by now, or at least divorced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's let's discuss an episode of The Simpsons. Even though no, his I don't, I don't want to do The Simpsons though for some reason. I even though to... they've been ten, he's been ten years old for thirty plus years. Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why. <laughs> I, I I also like the idea of like, um, like we joked about like um, Bugs Bunny, you know, just getting shot. I mean, I think that has been done in another yeah, show. Yeah, Family Guy. Homer uh, Fudd shoots him, and then that's the end of that's the cartoon. The end of it. But I mean, yeah. like, or like, like Daffy Duck, too. Like, like he just comes right up, and boom, and he's shot. Or, like, he's really crazy, and he's... I know he can't eat, feed himself. And <laughs> Rabbit season, know. duck season. They're both dead. Yeah. <laughs> end of scene. End of show. Yeah. Um, I just... I, I do like the idea of just consequences. Um, like, we're... Like, in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the vein of Too Many Cooks... Right. Where it just keeps going, and you're like, it was kind of funny, but now it's just like a sad trial show. So we just combine and... all of our favorite cartoon characters in in these very very short. Um, I think okay consequences. I, I think it should stem based. around like like a classic, like Wiley e. Coyote Roadrunner cartoon. Like yeah, even if they're non, even if they're no name characters. Right, and here's what happens: is the Roadrunner puts up a fake, uh, like hole in the side of a mountain, right? <laughs> yeah, and the, the coyote <laughs> runs into it, and, and, and now he's in like traction. So, like, like he, he has to cut. They have to wheel him in. He has the neck brace, and he's like, "Which one? That's the one, Your oh, Honor. Yeah. That's the that's yeah." The, he that's sues. The he sues the Roadrunner for emotional and physical. Um, yeah, but not only that. The other cars that drive into the wall are also now suing the Roadrunner. Oh, yeah, it's, oh called an, it's called an attractive nuisance. That's a whole insurance term. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah. You used to work in insurance. Yeah. So that yeah, there's a whole there's a whole thing about that. Suddenly they're like, how dare you put all these signs that say free carrots that go off the cliff? Because children just walked off the cliff. You were trying to get Bugs Bunny and right. fourteen toddlers. Who knew how to read? So okay, I think, I don't I think it doing. should just start off playing like a normal cartoon. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then the moment the moment uh, Wiley e. Coyote runs into the wall is this moment where it snaps into like this more like reality of the the consequences of the Roadrunner. That yes, you uh, you were being chased by this creature and you're trying to like stop it from happening, but you've just ruined this person's life. Similar to like a. I'm getting like a like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type vibe, Ooh, but even yeah. but even more serious. Like right. like like I, part of me is wondering like like is the is the original opening of the show part of what we're watching, or is it almost like stop like stop the cameras, guys, stop the cam. I really hurt my back this time. Like like they were making a show and he really got hurt, uh-huh. or if it or if it's if it's still a. If it's a play within a play, I don't know if I like that. Ooh, versus, okay, I do versus like he really is trying to get the character. In. I do like the idea of like 
because if there's going to be like a court case and they're going to show this footage, where does that camera come from, right? Mm-hmm. So well, that, well, that, that would be one of the things that they so mentioned. So why not be it be like this whole thing where uh, he it's like a like a, like what you're saying like a TV show where they're filming this and there wasn't like proper protection happening on set and now they're being sued like the the company. I, I'd like, company I like that. is being sued. The part of me feels do- like that's been done with with the Roger Rabbit because I'm also like I like the idea of turning the tables on the audience. Right. For them right. to be like, wait, what is happening? Like like uh like watching um oh I don't know, like Tucker and Dale versus Evil where you turn the, the audience as part of the like oh 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 or in the movie Rubber with I'm sorry, I did it again. Or in the uh the onion the movie. Yeah, those kinds of things. Oh. <laughs> um, no, so what if what if this were an anthology based miniseries? Okay, where um, each episode was was about um, real world consequences of these cartoons. So the the actor that plays Wiley e. Coyote, it, it, like in <laughs> like in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you mm-hmm. know, um, would be in the real world and and uh, and suing. The actual Warner Brothers, Warner or... Brothers, oh. um, for for all the abuse he's had to put up with. Okay, I like and then, and then I like have... that to a certain extent. My only problem is I want the cartoons to have the actual like consequences in them because that's that's what that's we're true. trying to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, don't like, the we don't want to go to actually make another Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right. You want it to take place in the actual storyline. I think. Yes. But I, think I, I do on, like that. I think you're on the right track with the anthology show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Where like maybe this is just chapter two of all the things we're doing. Barber of Seville, and suddenly a stage manager walks in, going, "Who the hell destroyed my set? What is this? A, a cannon in the middle of the?" A rabbit, and, and it really Fudd goes like and... to that next level where we see court cases and stuff like that with these characters, and it's not funny. It's not. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. For it to be like it's like American Vandal turns into Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Dun, dun, and say then Law and Order. I know. I can't Lord help it. it. I say it every time. <laughs> it's it's I actually there's a woman named Lauren Lord Order. Lauren <laughs> <laughs> Order. Oh, that's that. That that'll be the uh, directed by Lauren Order. <laughs> I'm not even from New Jersey. Lauren Order. <laughs> um, oh, have you been watching Lauren Order? Could we, oh, I love that. Um, Could we have uh, it, Tom and Jerry? Um, well, upset because they're I, underrepresented by not being allowed to talk. Yeah, I know. I was going to say Tom and Jerry. It was same with Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. But if you get, I was, uh, I keep Bolt, Winkle, and Rocky keep popping in my head because in their universe they were the only two animals. Everybody else was humans. Oh, that's right. And they're getting sued for, or they're they're suing for uh, like discrimination against. Being Absolutely, and, being the token right. bull or um, <laughs> moose, moose. And squirrel. moose and squirrel, moose and squirrel, and you have this little tiny short man that just won't leave them alone, and for no reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do we call this show? Oh boy! Uh, oh well, I okay. I suggest, and this is just me because I like. Sometimes you need to trick people into. You need to hook them to get them into to do it. Like if you're going to write an article uh, about how to solve. Uh, uh, the uh, lack of food in Ireland and too many babies. You just call it a modest proposal. You don't call it. I think we should eat babies. The, t- the Tom Swift. Right. 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 Um, so uh, so you got to kind of hook them and kind of bring them in a little bit. So I think if this one's about consequences, we don't call it. This is what you get, all you people who <clears throat> like violence. You should call it something funny like, like uh, Tommy versus the train, uh, or, or, <laughs> or 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 train troubles, or you know those those type uh, of titles that they use. Switch type. Yeah, thing. bait and switch type titles. So people we like call it bait and switch. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we might as well even call it a bait like bait ver, bait and bait and switchy. <laughs> the two the two creatures that want to fight the each lovable, other. Or uh, the and lovable then, cartoon. Worm and hook. Yeah. So then, so then while you're while you're watching it, you sit down. And you're like, oh, this will be fun. It's kind of like Saturday morning. You sit down. About... Oh, he's always oh, getting carrots. Oh, ha, ha, ha. oh, wait. There's a lot. Oh my god, is that blood? Jesus, there's a lot of blood. Oh my god, the ambulance is coming in. What? And then suddenly, like you're you're watching what turns out to be a crime show yeah. and a Law and Order thing. When I... you were thought when you were expecting just some. Good old fashioned hijinks. Oh. <laughs> I wanted yucks. <laughs> Came here for yucks. Bait and switch, guys. That's a good one. Bait Is there anything, anything else? Like, yeah, yeah anything bait and switch or, or baity and switchy or I don't know. So we've got Rocky and Bullwinkle um, fighting against discrimination. We've got uh, Wiley Coyote. So, so bait and switch the characters, right? Are they like 
detective and lawyer kind of like uh, Law and Order kind of style. Oh no, I was thinking that they're just like they're they're the two people that the whole Law and Order is about. Like the Law and Order system comes in. So first you'd have like like bait and switch are fighting each other. It's like oh hey here's a hot dog, but it's really a piece of red dynamite <laughs> with a with, you know yeah. eat so, this and then his fucking head blows up and so, you're like and you're like oh my, and then the wife comes out like oh my god that was my he had kids you provided for our family you blew his head up you uh, son uh, of a bitch we're we can on, also we're on two separate tracks that's there a what little I mean, bit yeah um, we've got the bait and switch is the leads and then the Looney Tunes characters as the leads. I think I think I was bait saying and switch, bait and switch are Looney Tune charactery names. I yeah. don't know. I think bait and switch should be the main characters, and th- every show could be a different, different cartoon. Rocky Bowie. So, so bait and switch should be like so. the the the, the they detectives. Are the, they are the they detectives. Are, that is oh, Ice T the... and Vincent D'Onofrio, Richard Belzer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> in this show. Oh, oh but yes. then they could also be kind of characters themselves. They just happen to be, like wear a tie and yeah, and be like. The DA will never stand for this. And, and it's I serious, think, too. Yeah, and I it's think, a worm and a hook with eyes. <laughs> and that's where <laughs> some of the comedy comes from. Right. I think the intro to each <laughs> oh my God. I think the intro to each episode could start with whatever uh cartoon we're using, um, Sylvester and Tweety, whatever, and we're using Ooh. it and it's we you think you're just watching that and then all of a sudden the bad thing happens and then it's Oh my gosh. Or whatever song we want to use. Like, you son of a bitch, I'm going to call Bait and Switch. I have a great episode. Yes, please. Talking about what we were talking about this week. Anything and Pepe Le Pew. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be this, that's this week. Oh, yeah. Because Pepe Le Pew would have gotten his ass beaten by now. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew is like the poster, no doesn't mean no. These are going to be pertinent cartoons. Ridiculous. PC. Uh, I do want someone to sue Acme for bad products yes, at some point. Please. Yes, please. Got to be oh, Acme. Oh, yeah. like was... Even if it, even if it's just something we mention in the background, like like please, yeah, that would be... please. I don't have time. Acme, that's that's better up. for Wiley Coyote. Acme is... shows up somewhere in every episode. Yeah, like there's, there's some kind of lawyer who's like who's like I can't I, I can't have time for this. I got Acme Acme lawsuits <laughs> going up the wazoo. Tons of paperwork. I love it. And uh, and Tweety Bird, you know, uh, I'm I'm more than a speech impediment. I. <laughs> <laughs> Respect my cage. Speech therapy. (laughs) Well, that's a show, guys. We just made ourselves a fun new. Not really that fun. (laughs) Usually, sometimes we do movies, but this is this is an actual show that that has good. I want to produce good syndication. You're producing this. Is oh, it yeah. directed by Lauren Order? Lauren uh, no. Order. It's, it's, produced, are... it's produced and directed by me. I, I just but, looked... your, but your screen name is Lauren Order. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Please uh, okay. do your your stage name, your theater acting name is Lauren Order. No, no, you can you could use something else. I I love. Okay, there are many Lauren Orders on Facebook, and I wonder they're younger. What did you already look? I already looked. <laughs> I'm oh wondering. God. I'm wondering if their parents like said their names out loud once before they chose that name. I am guaranteeing you. Wait, the last name is Order. O R D E R. O R D E R. Oh, you. I don't. Yeah, I guess you'd have to. I, I think. I think it's just enough to maybe where they wouldn't know. Well, depending on what part of the country you're from. That's true. If you say Lara, got a bed, honey. Mm. You know, or Laura. You know, it's Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Laura. That's uh, it's almost like you're in town, you know. They it's it's very subtle because they only mention it's a privilege um, to be. They only mention the uh, the buddy cops um, partner's name once or twice. Yeah, but um, he's Officer, Officer Lockstock and Officer Barrel. Lockstock and Officer Barrel. Officers, oh, the... officers Lockstock and Barrel. Yeah, exactly. That's... Yeah, they never actually say Officers Lockstock and Barrel. They just say Officer Lockstock, Officer Barrel. They do that. They do that. You in, have to make the connection um, yourself. In mm-hmm. curtains too, where they have uh, Detective Chaffee and Detective Macchiato. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I almost oh, got through it. I almost got through it. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, no. Stop. It will never stop. No, it's <laughs> never, it's never going to stop. Um, anyways. So what color scheme are we going to shoot this? <laughs> yeah. All over the spectrum, man. Depends I think on the after episode. it happens, it's got to go more dark. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to, like, like, the filters come off. That silver nitrate. That silver nitrate strip. comes right through. <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, guys. Not romanticizing uh, it. That's, that's our show. That's uh, good. That's a good show. Joel's going to produce it. I think I'm super excited for this one. Yeah. I would I would DVR it and probably watch half. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to see what Dr. Angela and Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie have to say I would wait until it comes out on Netflix. Right. <laughs> 
Um, anyways, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Dr. Angela and Dr. Stephanie. Thank for you, yes, thank ladies, you. so, so much. much. I'm sorry, we're gonna make this ha- uh, like a. Uh, we were talking in our little break that we had. We're gonna make this like a consistent thing. I think it was really nice to have them and just talk about the psychology of film. Uh, I have more questions. Joel has so many. I more have questions. a bunch of questions. I think it's because I'm a psycho. Least, <laughs> I have at least one question. That question is, what's your favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> you, did you really not have one? No. Of course you didn't have one. You just start <laughs> talking. I, that's, that's my, that's I'm my just trying to set people up here. All right. Sure. Anyways, guys. That's my thing. I just open my mouth I just and start talking. I just start. Whatever happens, Sometimes I, I start it was saying purpose. a sentence, and even I don't know where it's going. <laughs> I just talk hope that I get talk there. Talk and talk and talk and talk about the movies. Thank you so and much for listening, everybody. You can... Have a wonderful week. My name is Charles Joseph Kelly. Well, and hey, I am Michael C. Macbeth. I'm Scotty Schaefer, King of the Coco. Joel... Again, here with the co-host thing going on. Psycho! <laughs> Joel Adam Chavez, that's me. And guys, have have yourselves a wonderful week. Well, you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to have them tell a scary story. That's okay. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.